one we did actually started building the bridge that we're going to build next, which is the sun is God. Okay. Now that we have established Jesus as an actual historical person and established that he is not the same as the Father, let's look at the next link we need to make. That Jesus was indeed God himself. Now, this is where stuff kind of starts getting controversial. Um, it shouldn't be. Uh, the Bible's pretty clear on this, I believe. But there are some groups that don't believe this, don't adhere to this. And so this is where it kind of starts getting a little controversial. So I may spend a little more time digging into these verses. Got my trusty Darth Vader tumbler filled with South Georgia sweet tea. Mm, delicious. Okay. Look, I don't know why I did that. I'm tired. Um, Luke 4, verse 41. Um, bear with me, guys. I'm trying. Luke 4, verse 41. I don't know if that's right. Um... Okay, yeah, let's, um, again, we'll back it up, or extend it out a little bit. Um, okay, we'll read 40 and 41 to start. While the sun was setting, all those who had any, who were sick with various diseases, brought them to him, and laying his hands on each one of them, he was healing them. Demons were also coming out of many shouting, You are the Son of God. But rebuking them, he would not allow them to speak because they knew him to be the Christ. So, that is, again, pretty explicit. He is talking about um, demons being cast out that know who Jesus is. And, and Jesus is not allowing them to speak because that he knows the demons are going to um, make it uh, obvious. Other people are going to hear and know exactly what is uh, what they're referring to. John 20, verses 24 through 29. John 20, 24 through 29. Okay. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples were saying to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the imprint of the nails, and put my finger into the place of the nails and put my hand into his sides I will not believe after eight days his disciples were again inside and Thomas was with them Jesus came to the doors no Jesus came the doors having been shut and stood there 
in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach here with your finger and see my hands, and reach here your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believing. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. So, context here, this is after Jesus rises. The disciples have, most of the disciples have seen him. But Thomas does not believe, which I think is understandable. Um, Think about that. How, How much would it take for you to believe? Um, being there, seeing Jesus, seeing him crucified, I think it'd be pretty hard to be convinced that my sibling was the Messiah. Um, but Thomas is very clearly identifying Jesus as God, Yahweh God. This is one that people sometimes go to when they're trying to refute, um, the, Trinity idea, and they will say that, you know, this was, he was, he was talking to Jesus and he said, my Lord, and then he was talking to the father and he said, my God, but that's just, you're reading way more into the text than what's actually there. Um, there's no indication that he is talking to Jesus when he says, my Lord, and then he's talking to the father when he says, my God, it is one sentence five words my lord and my god um so you're just you're trying to change the text to fit your narrative at that point um we got another one here colossians 2 verses 8 through 9 see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. For in him all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. Now, that is pretty blatant. Um, So, um, okay, this one I think... Okay, so this is, um, I'm getting ready. I've got another verse that'll be after this one. And this is actually, um, I'll just give you a little freebie here. This is something that you can use if you are, um, and I came across this. So I've looked at a lot of different stuff on how to talk to Mormons and Jehovah's Witness and how to witness to them. Um, no pun intended. Um, witness to the witnesses, but um, how to get through to them. And uh, Mike Winger has some really, really good content on on how to witness to Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons, both. And this is one of the um, things that he brings up. And with them, you actually need to go to the King James Version because they only trust the KJV and their um, New World Translation. But there are, um, and you can actually go to the New World Translation 
basically what they've done is they've changed made changes to remove the deity of Jesus. So as an example, um, John 1, 1 says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. Now this is a direct parallel to Genesis. John is trying to show that Jesus was there at the beginning when everything was created. Okay. Now have the Jehovah's witness translate this in their new world translation. It was in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was a God. Very, very small change that has huge implications. But this is something that you can do with Jehovah's Witness because there are still places in their Bible that they, for whatever reason, they have not changed. And so you can use their, and this is important with that, they're not going to trust anything else that you have for them. Um, If you have an NASB, they're not going to look at it. Um, And I would actually recommend if they have a New World Translation, use it, use theirs to show them, or get on the Jehovah's Witness website. They actually have a um, online on their, their website, they have a New World Translation Bible that you can pull up and you can like use for study and stuff. Um, use that, show them that you're actually pulling it from the, um, the Jehovah's Witness website. So Isaiah 6, 1 through 10. Now, these both are going to be a little more lengthy. 6, 1 through 10. Okay. In the year of King Isaiah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two he covered his face, and with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds trembled, and the voice of him who called out with the temple was filling with smoke. Then I said, Woe is me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongs. He touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this is such your lips, and your iniquity iniquity is taken away, and your sin is forgiven. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, here am I, send me. He said, Go, tell this to, tell this Go and tell this people, keep on listening, but do not perceive. Keep on looking, but do not understand. Render the hearts of this people insensitive, their ears dull and their eyes dim. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and return and be healed. Now, if you pull this passage up, um, I'm going to stick on this point real quick for the Jehovah's Witness stuff. You pull this passage up and you ask them, um, so who is who is Isaiah seeing here? Who is Isaiah talking about here? They're going to say that this is Yahweh. Okay? Why is that important? Let's go to John 12. Um, hold on. I'm going to pull this up in a separate one so I can jump back and forth. Um, 
So yeah, um, previously when Isaiah said he saw the Lord, he is saying he saw the Messiah. Now that is important because John quotes Isaiah talking about Jesus. Okay. John 12, 37 through 43. But though he had performed so many signs before them, yet they were not believing in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah, the prophet, which he spoke. Lord, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason, they could not believe. For Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eyes and he hardened their heart so that they would not see with their eyes and perceive with their heart and be converted, and I heal them. These things Isaiah said, because he saw his glory, and he spoke of him. Nevertheless, many, even of the rulers, believed in him. Um, but because of the Pharisees, they were not confessing him for fear. They would be put out of the synagogue, for they loved the approval of men rather than the approval of God. He is quoting Isaiah um, practically word for word here. Um, <coughs> and he is saying that this is talking about Jesus. Now, Jehovah's Witness, they're probably going to flip back and forth. They're not going to believe it. Um, you're probably not going to convert them there on the spot. It's going to take time. But if you can just get a little bit of doubt, um, they can start doing research on their own, then, then they'll see. Uh, it doesn't really take a whole lot to see. There's a lot of issues there. But anyways, um, so it's very clear that Isaiah is talking about seeing the Messiah, which is God. And it's very clear that John is referencing Isaiah and saying that he saw Jesus. The son is God. That point is made. Hey everybody, I hope you enjoyed that video. We release new content every week, twice a week, once on Tuesday and once on Thursday. So don't forget to like and subscribe so you always see the newest content we have coming out. If you want to, you can check out a playlist that's down here and it'll take you into another video of ours that we think you're probably gonna enjoy. Thanks, God bless.